In November, the Federal Reserve is expected to raise rates another 75 basis points, and then again another 50 points in December. With mortgage rates hovering around 7% and going to 10%, is now a good time to buy investment real estate? Let's find out on the Student of Money podcast. Welcome to the Student of Money podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer. The mission of Student of Money is to connect listeners like you to a community of like-minded individuals to help you achieve your goal of financial freedom through entrepreneurship, investing, real estate, and personal development. This is episode 26. So before we get to today's topic, I want to do a shout out to one of my listeners, I want to thank McKenna in Connecticut for listening to the show. I'm told you even play my podcast in the car and make your mom listen to me instead of the radio. So I personally rarely listen to music anymore and I prefer to use my car time as my mobile university and listen to several podcasts while driving. So McKenna, thank you again for listening to the show. You're building habits that will pay off in the future. Okay, let's jump into this. Inflation has been a big topic this year, and the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates to try and bring inflation under control. Historically, rates have been extremely low, really since the housing crash of 2008, hovering to almost zero for 10 years or more. They started to raise the rates in 2017 through 2019, just to drop them back down less than 1% in response to COVID. Looking at the graph from the St. Louis Federal Reserve, every time there is a recession, the Fed drops the interest rates. It happened during the dot-com bubble of 2001, again in 2008 and 2009, and of course with COVID in 2020. Now we're in this weird time where we have huge inflation and also a recession. This is known as stagflation. Rates are going up and unemployment is going to rise. Not exactly the kind of environment that is good for growing a business or investing. So should you be buying investment real estate right now or are there even deals to be found out there? After all, this spring was some of the highest real estate prices I have seen and it didn't take the city and county assessor much time to raise all of my property taxes to match what was going on in the marketplace. And now we have rising mortgage rates. In a previous podcast, I talked about how this led to my rents all going up as rent prices across the nation have also been at an all-time high. The short answer is yes. Just like in the middle of a pandemic in May of 2020, I am buying investment property. Last Friday, I put into escrow another single-family rental property. You can find deals if you are looking, and I want to walk you through just how I bought this property with zero money out of pocket in a time where others are pulling back and the economic future looks scary. First, I'm a cash flow investor. I'm only interested in purchasing properties that cash flow on day one. I won't even look at a property that doesn't meet my 1% rule. That means that monthly rent has to be 1% of the purchase price. 
I've had people tell me over and over again that in their market, deals like this are just not available. I'm going to tell you that they do. You just need to keep looking or thinking about how you can add value to the property to get rents to 1% or above. For example, the house I bought in May 2020 is student housing. I finished a fifth bedroom in the basement to bring in another $400 per month of rent. Instead of $1,600 a month, the same house now brings in $2,000 a month, well above the 1% rule. The second thing I did is I talked to my lender to find out the current mortgage rates that I would be looking at for this property. And after running the numbers, I knew what the property was worth to me and what rent I could demand for the property over the next five years. I also told the lender that I wanted to tap into my equity from another property in my portfolio for the 20% down payment, but did not want to mess up my already low locked-in interest rate on my mortgage. So I'm dipping into my equity from an existing property to make the down payment on the new property without a complete refinance. You can find out more information on this method on the Student of Money podcast, episode nine. By buying this property using existing equity, it essentially becomes a no money down deal. So the next piece of the puzzle, I'm already familiar with the property because it's a neighboring property to an existing rental that I have. I didn't even know it was on the market until a friend of mine noticed it on the MLS and gave me a call. I normally don't watch the MLS because I rarely buy properties that are listed with brokers and agents. Once they're listed, it is typically a very competitive environment and your offer is competing with potential owner-occupied offers as well as other investors and landlords. But due to the higher interest rates and an existing tenant in place, I knew that only landlords would be submitting offers for this house. Offers from people looking to live in this house or owner occupied was not going to be an option as the existing lease had to be honored for three or more months. This was good for me because landlord investors are going to give offers based on the numbers and not get emotionally vested and possibly drive the prices up. As it was, my offer was $10,000 below list price and $25,000 below what the market was selling for just back in April and May of this year. And the seller wasn't offering tours of the property until after an offer was accepted because there's an existing tenant in place and they didn't want a revolving door of real estate agents going in and out of the house. And I see, this is where I have a little bit of a competitive advantage because I felt comfortable with this since it just passed the city housing inspection a few months earlier. And of course, my lender was going to require an appraisal as well as we're going to have a 24-hour walkthrough prior to closing. Not to mention this was a neighboring property that I pretty much look at every day. So I already expect and factored into my offer that the entire house is going to need new carpeting and a complete paint in the near future. So I make my offer and give the seller 24 hours to accept or reject my offer. And then by 9 a.m. the next morning, I get a phone call from the realtor 
And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is the call where they're either going to accept, give me a counter offer, or reject. And nope, none of those things. The realtor tells me there was magically another offer that came in last night and wanted to know that if was this offer that I put in my best and final offer. And see, I don't know about you, but in my experience with realtors, this has been my experience every time. They must teach this stuff to them at real estate agent school or something because I always get that phone call and they say, hey, there's other offers in there and they want me to increase my price, basically asking me, is this my best and final offer? This is one of those things that really bothers me about using realtors. So I immediately tell them that my existing offer is my final and best offer and they're to present it to the seller. I'm happy to say that it was accepted and now we are doing our due diligence on the property and set to close on November 30th. So what are the lessons to be learned here? Yes, there are deals still to be had, but you need to factor in the increased mortgage rates. Having such... The problem is, is having such low mortgage rates over the last 10 years now, we forgot that rates have historically been much higher and even hit 17% in the 1980s. And I don't really see the rates coming back down to what they've been like in this environment for the last 10 years. So you just need to plan for it, expect it, and factor it into when you're doing your due diligence. And the rental market is going to continue to be strong because of these high mortgage rates, because of inflation, the recession. See, this is going to keep people in their rentals and not out there buying owner-occupied homes. So you might be saying, well, you know what? You just got lucky or you've got deep pockets to make this happen. And again, if you look back on one of my previous episodes, the definition of luck is preparedness meeting opportunities. You have to be prepared so that when you're faced with an opportunity, you're able to take advantage of it. So what you, the one thing I haven't telling you guys is I've been wanting to buy this house for almost 10 years now. It's been on my radar. I've been watching it. I talked to one of the previous owners and I actually used to manage this property and had this under contract for seller financing 10 years ago and wasn't able to make it happen and the deal fell through. So I was prepared this time when this opportunity came up. It's not luck. Preparedness meeting opportunity. And then also what comes into my unfair advantage in the marketplace. Again, if you're going to live somewhere close on this street or in this neighborhood, you're probably going to be renting from me. So I have an unfair advantage of prior knowledge of that property that made it comfortable for me. And I have enough experience that I was able to pull the trigger early with very little contingencies. It was not contingent upon financing, was not contingent upon a walkthrough. I knew that I was going to have the appraisal done. I know that I'm going to have a 24-hour walkthrough before I go in, uh, before we close. So with all of those, those are the advantages that I made my offer on. The next key point to understand is if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. And because I've been looking to add single family properties to my portfolio, 
I was actively looking and in the market. And the last thing, the biggest takeaway that I want you to understand is you make your money on the buy and not the sell. I am a cash flow investor and I do not rely on housing prices always going up. So there you have it. A quick and dirty walkthrough of an accepted offer that only took me less than 48 hours from first finding out about it to having an accepted offer in escrow. I hope you got a few nuggets of information out of this and if I can do it, so can you. There's nothing here that you cannot do. The key is to get started, build confidence, a track record, and momentum. So when you see a deal, you can pull the trigger before it's gone. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast as well as our channels on YouTube and Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn under Student of Money or on my website at studentofmoney.org. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer, and remember, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Now go take action.